Back live from Sadie's, and Jeff St. Louis saves the day. Let's go, Jeff. All right. Everything is, uh, he, he's traditionally a KKOB guy, but everything right. is okay, KB, over here. It's Jeff St. Louis coming to the rescue. The boys are live at Sadie's on 4th. Big thank you to everyone back at the station uh, making this thing go around. So, I mean, he's used to, I mean, the buttons are uh, in one place correct. on the sports animal. Yes. And then for KKOB, all the buttons are on the far right. Yeah, they're on the far right. Yeah, they're way on the far right. What so they do with the buttons. I understand the confusion. Hey, also, I'll yeah. tell you, you know, and I think this is kind of true for, you know, a uh, little radio adjacent. This is kind of a fun part about the holidays, you know, to sure. where it's, uh, hey, you know, uh, uh, burn, use it or lose it, Van, is uh-huh. what they say. So you got to get that PTO in. A little up and down still on the bleed. So, okay. love, yeah, love that. Practice on the job. I love it. I love it. Let's yeah. If you're going to do it with anyone, do it with us. Get your reps. Let's go. It's the holiday season. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's fun to, I don't know, kind of miss and match and, and put a square peg in a round hole sometimes. And, and Jeff St. Louis making the show go around. So, uh, Van, what we will do is we'll start afresh. Okay. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. The boys are at Sadie's on 4th. Let's go. Yeah, baby. We're going to be up until 5.30 today. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then Thursday Night Football on all the screens here tonight as the Los Angeles Rams are going to play the New Orleans Saintsy boys. Uh, both of those teams are about 500. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what. Go do your last minute. Go do your last minute shopping. Get that out of the way instead. Well, I think this is going to be a better game than anticipated. Oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, I like the new upstart Rams where they're old team, but they're a new team. They're the exact same team from their Super Bowl run, but they're different. But they're mostly the same, but they're also different. Try one more time. It's the same team, but it's different, I think. It's differently similar. It's uh, It's the exact same, but it's also wildly different. There's an interesting conversation to be had about this one, because I think if I'm an NFL team, which, by the way, I think they're playing football on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday this week. That is accurate. This is the one I want if I'm an NFL team. Like, normally I'm like, stay away from Thursdays. I'm not interested. There is no thing. And and there we go. Uh, you're going you're gonna to risk injury on Thursday to sacrifice for your family. Because you get the whole weekend and you get Christmas Day off. Because you don't got to work on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. And there's no way you got to go watch film on Monday on Christmas, which you normally would have anyways. So Christmas week, risk your mind and body and soul for that short break, that short layoff, that week of little practice for a Thursday game. And you get Christmas off. Right. But thank you, Santa. That's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it was—I don't know—it was—it uh, was good. You know what I mean? It's or it, it not was. It's going to be good for these teams because you want to come out, you want to set the the pace for the weekend, and and as we set the pace for the weekend, uh, hopefully NFL is, is part of that. But I feel like these last three days before the holidays are the hey, everyone is like burning the candle at both ends, and I don't just mean like athletes. I mean right. like everyone in the world. Sure, you know to where. If you're able to sneak in a little bit of football coverage, if you're, I mean, watching, if you're able to sneak in a little bit of sports outside of your uh, last-minute Christmas shopping, yeah. the run of the airport, uh, in-town dinner reservation, the whole deal, yeah. you know what I mean? And this is the American and, and, and Christian world, not really. A football fan in Asia isn't really that affected by this week. Well, also, yeah. they don't... It's not a Christmas thing. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. 
But yeah, no, it's I don't know. It's it's the perfect way to start. It feels like the holidays. It feels like Christmas for the first time today. You know, it's been unseasonably warm. It's been that type of thing to where now we're settled in and, and, and the NFL is here for the weekend and the NBA is about to be fired except LeBron James is sitting out for, for like an Achilles deal or an ankle deal or something. He's got a thing going on. So for them to, uh, for the NBA and the NFL to be able to present so well over the weekend, I think is important for sports over the weekend because – you saw some of the numbers last week on Saturday for the NFL. You saw how well they did last Saturday oh. in the NFL. You saw what it did to bowl games yep. last Saturday in the uh, up against the NFL. This is a can the world afford to pause at the holidays for your favorite teams? That trend starts tonight. Yeah, and I think it's um, as what we've been used to, except for that one amazing Dallas-Seattle game, we've been used to a little bit of subpar competition on Thursday. Correct. Not a streak of the best games. I think this is going to be a good game. Both teams are 7-7. Seven and seven. Both teams have playoff aspirations. And not only is it going to give one of the other two teams a heads-up on their playoff drive, but it's going to be just a ton of tiebreakers because there's like two good teams in the AFC and a bunch of dudes at 500 who are clawing their way into the playoffs. Matt Stafford going tonight? Yes. That's a big deal. Matt Stafford won a Super Bowl, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. Uh, quote-unquote, can never take it away from him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he wins that Super Bowl. But I think he's only ever been to, like, one Pro Bowl. You know, and he's got all these, like, weird accolades. Like, he owns all the stupidest stats. Most fourth-quarter come-from-behinds. Most uh, passing yards to start. Quickest to 10, 20, and 30,000 milestone or whatever. Yeah. Uh, most touchdowns, is, most tutties is a rook. Most, yeah. He's got all these weird things. But he, to me, is never in that upper echelon tier. There's always been three, four, five guys that have been better than him throughout his entire career. Be at the time he came in with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, the time Aaron Rodgers was here, and then moving forward. And weird guys would slide in there and be better than him. Matt Ryans would show up and, the, and these other cats. And now the quarterback play is as booty as it has ever been. Why is Matt Stafford not elevating himself from that bottom tier of maybe the best? He's 15 or better every time. But why is he not elevating himself to the one, two, three conversation? A one, two, three is a little generous. For him, it is. Yeah, yeah. one, two, three is a little generous. But as you mentioned, like quarter, I, mean, I talked about this with Ned James yesterday on the program. Yeah. Quarterback play has never been worse. I feel historically in NFL, quarterbacks have never been more talented than they are right now. But quarterback play has never been worse than it is right now. And it's an insane dichotomy to see that but back to Matthew Stafford he didn't get the love that he deserved over the the beginning and middle of his career because he played for the stinking ass Lions well even the, the number- reason he had so many fourth quarter comebacks is because they were always behind yeah the reason he had so many passing yards is because the team had no other recourse besides sling it the whole second half of games because they're always behind and they were always garbage literally the first year that he was on a good, competent team with good, competent coaching, he won the Super Bowl. And you're seeing it again this year after a couple down years. He's got some talented young dudes to sling the ball to. The defense is playing well. They're in a bunch of games. And I think he has always been the exact same Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. He's always been. It's just he looks a lot different. 
when the team around him is playing well. And you end up having that weird conversation because you're talking, obviously, about the Detroit times. You're talking about now he's in L.A. When he was in Detroit, Calvin Johnson was the best wide receiver on the planet. He was incredibly good. Yes. Then he moves to L.A. He makes Cooper Cup a league MVP. This uh, uh, The young cat out of BYU, what's his name? Uh, Nuki Lapuki. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he has a legitimacy now that he did not previously have. There's not another mm-hmm. way to say that. And it's because Matt Stafford, number one, he's willing to throw it, quote-unquote, gunslinger, all that kind of energy. Yeah. But you have a guy now that is putting the ball in the hands and positions of players that can make plays. He's done his whole career. And and I think everything you're saying, yeah, he he's had obstacles in front of him. But right now he has opportunity in front of him. Right. And, and, like, here on Thursday night with every, everyone's Christmas vacation – starts today everyone's running out of the office today everyone's saying happy holidays but what they're really saying is forget you because i had to do four days of work over the course of five to be tortured with my family for the next five days like that's what everyone in the entire country just said and you can be a reprieve from that matthew safford tonight and you can start being a conversation about nationally good that you have not necessarily received even though you got some numbers that say maybe you could have yeah tonight is the night for next year for you to be one of the top guys in this thing it starts right now yeah, in front of the show today, before this game starts, come down to Sadie's. Yeah. Get your merch. There's a awesome gift shop here with quirky New Mexico-centric gifts. Go to the Duke's team store. Mm-hmm. Go get a, a friggin' gift certificate from 66 Diner or ABQ Axe. Go to, go to the front desk of the YMCA. Say Van said I could have a free month. Like, knock out all your Christmas shopping yeah. now and then sit around and stuff yourself and drink and watch football all weekend. Let's do this. Let's step away to come back so we can talk about Florida State as they are in the news. Is um, It might not be the one that you want, right? Like if you're a conference, you got to get behind the guys at the top. And I think the ACC is about to learn a valuable lesson. It's two men on live from Sadie's. Don't forget Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night, the home of NFL football right here on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live on the program, back live at Sadie's. Big Thursday night football game tonight. Start your holiday weekend off right. If the fam's in town, bring them out to Sadie's. You're going to anyway. If the fam's not in town yet, come out to Sadie's. Get one night of reprieve before the fam is here. (laughs) I I, got to break some news to you, Fred. Yeah. Some people really enjoy the holidays and enjoy their family and having time off to spend time with them. Oh, yeah? You hanging out with the in-laws or you hanging out with your family? Oh, my amazing family. That's what yeah, I thought. Oh, yeah, my yeah. amazing. Yeah. Friends of the show, do not call, but text 505-246-0610. How bad are your in-laws? Because that's really the conversation at the holidays. It's not your family that's the problem. It's always the in-laws. It's always the in-laws. I mean, that's a, the in-laws would exasperate a situation like this. But sometimes some people's like, nuclear family is hot garbage as well and people have trepidation and they're not excited to to come home for christmas those situations exist but let's not paint with the big broad brush here say not everyone's not looking forward to this weekend and christmas with their family there's at least i don't know 13 people out there some there's i don't know somewhere between 13 and 17 people that are super excited for this weekend the texter says matthew stafford has been playing like a top-five quarterback for weeks now. 
asking if I watch games. I think we were why both do you, just complimenting Why him. do you think we even that's, brought up the segment? That's weird how they just yeah. didn't listen to yeah. what we said. Here's what I'm telling you. No one's watching them. Mm. I'm telling you. Now's the chance. You get prime time. Mm-hmm. You get all the eyes. Here's your chance to shine. I love the Rams so much. I can't believe you don't love them as much as me. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to tell you, Matthew Stafford is better than Matthew Stafford is perceived as. No, he won me a Super Bowl. He's the best. He's the best of all time. No, he's not. He's, he's Brad Johnson right now. He's Trent Dilfer right now. He's a, he's a one-off, showed up, did well, and you're lucky to have got a Super Bowl with him. Like, that's what he is right now. See, I, I disagree. I always thought Math, Matthew Stafford, his whole career, has never been the top three, top five guy. But he's always been the best out of that second tier. That next group of dudes, he's been the best out of that group. Never never Brady, Breeze, never, uh, never Manning, never Rodgers, never Mahomes. But right after the guys that you talk about being the GOAT, whether it's a career or a season, Stafford's right behind them, all just these, right there. Yeah, but I'm telling you, the national perception's not that. Like, all these other guys would show up. I'll give you an example of a guy who's a joke that everyone claims he's really good is Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert don't win games. I disagree Ju- with Justin that Justin Herbert turns the ball over. Justin Herbert is not a guy that's ever going to win for you. And he shows up, and people are like, hey, he's way better than Matt Stafford. He's not. Look at him. And then for five minutes, for some reason, David or Drew Carr, whichever one is still playing, they're like, oh, you know, MVP caliber candidate, this, this, give him to Devontae Adams. Finally, he's out of Vegas, so he's better now again somehow. Like, everyone shut up. Yeah, oh, that's wild. That's, yeah. Like, Derek Carr is um, 500 again. He's 7-7 seven and seven fighting for his playoff life. So that sounds familiar. Yeah, so is Matt Stafford. No, <laughs> I think Matt Stafford is a league above whichever car brother you choose oh i agree hey i agree but i'm telling you that's not where that conversation has been nationally nationally there's always they're always trying to appoint a guy greater than him and i think that here right now is the chance to start that conversation swaying the other way finish the year out strong you're not going to catch san francisco everyone knows that but can you put yourself in a position to be in a wild card kind of thing at the end of the year? Maybe. Went out went out some games. Yeah, I know this is cliche, but the Rams are the type of team that if they get healthy at the end of the year, they're the air quotes cliche team. I don't want to face them in the playoffs. Yeah. They got Aaron Donald that will run through your line of scrimmage. He will knock over your best offensive lineman and terrorize your quarterback. They have Sean McVay who can cook up a good game plan for any team he goes up against. And you got Matthew Stafford, who is battle-tested, who's been through Detroit. He survived Detroit. Yeah. That is like Mad Max levels. The Sean McVay thing's interesting because I don't think he's a plus. I think he's a huge deficit. That's wild. I don't think that Sean McVay has the talent to, to help and offense. I think Sean McVay has the talent to, what's the best way to say this? And to recognize weakness on a defense, but I don't think he's the guy that immediately is like, all right, Matt, um, this week we're going to do, you know, we're going to change it up completely because it's a different defense and we're going to have a different scheme and a different approach. I don't think he has that creativity. Ooh, hard disagree here. I think Sean McVay is that dude. I think he's one of the best minds in football right now. He can scheme an offensive game plan with 
with anyone in the league, not Mike McDaniel. So, and well, Mike McDaniel is like the standard by which all of this should be judged, right? Sure. And you go and you watch Miami, and you're like, uh, hey, number 10's out, right? So now, hey, we can, we can scheme to 17. Mm-hmm. Or they're like, hey, 31 is struggling. Let's put 23 in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Or you do. They're the one that no one else can be compared to. But I think it does open your eyes up to a little bit to where, and I'll use the, the Rams as an example, to where you have feed the ball to cup, and no matter who the opponent, that's the plan. Or you have vice versa. Um, when he was out, we're going to put the kid from BYU. What was his name? I'm sorry. We're going to put the BYU kid in his spot and run the exact same thing. And then whenever Cup does return, we don't necessarily have a chance to incorporate both at the same time. And the kid from BYU, BYU just kind of falls out of the offense, for lack of a better terminology. Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, and the Rams in the last four weeks yep. have put up 37. Pretty good. 36. Pretty good. 37. Pretty good. 28. Pretty good. Pretty good. That is, they started off slow. They were injured. They missed some guys. But, yeah, they've pretty formidable offense, and Sean McVay's at the helm. So i got to give him credit. Credit where credit's due to him. From the texter, uh, we get it. There's love for Sean McVay. I'm not saying there's not. I'm not saying there's not love for Sean McVay. Yeah. I'm saying he... To me, he's not of a unique mind. Like, I, I think he did a really good job winning a Super Bowl. And I think they did all the things that we'll never see replicated again. You'll never see a team fork over all their future assets. You'll never see a team put money the, in the way they did for that thing. And that formula, because it had never been done before, and again, won't be replicated, that's the best approach I've ever seen a front office take to winning a Super Bowl. Could not have been more impressed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, – and it started a trend. I, also, a website that we bought, you know, <laughs> F, F your picks. You know, they, they went all the way in. It paid off. But to credit to Sean McVay and the, the Rams front office with, you know, the you know, legendary owner, Stan Kroenke, probably the best in the history of all ownerships. Yeah. Uh, just an absolute legend. The best. I mean, that's just – we could talk about him for – I could do an hour and a half on – how amazing Stan Kroenke is and how he's never wrong and I hate what you're saying. always makes all the correct decisions this and everything he ever does. Coldest take of all time. <laughs> With that notwithstanding, they went all in. They got rid of all their picks. They spent all their money. They acquired a bunch of veterans, won a Super Bowl with them, discarded the low-hanging fruit, and rebuilt immediately. I would have thought the Rams would be in the dumpster Same. for a decade to come, but here they are at 7-7 seven and seven with a bunch of dudes you didn't know their names 10 weeks ago and a 40-year-old Matt Stafford. Like, it's impressive what the Rams and Sean McVay are doing. I, I think the thing that's kind of scared me off from really buying into him, and after he doesn't have this job, I don't know if he'll coach again. I don't think he's a guy. And he's young, and I'm recognizing I can't be like, hey, he's got a ton of track record. He's been doing yeah. it. For, like, I'm not that guy. But when he took the job in – what was that, 2017, they told him, the Rams, they told him, hey, be willing to suck for a little bit. We're going to suck for a little bit, and you're not going to be competitive, and we're not worried about you winning, but we have this plan to, for one year, be able to go get it. And the guys that were part of that formula, Sean McVay, who, by the way, if you told me, like, as uh, Fred Slow professionally and whatever thing I'm doing, if you were to be like, hey, Fred, um, you will eventually find some success, but you have to suck for for a while mm-hmm. before i'd be like no why don't i just 
find, find success right now. Like, that's yeah. my mindset, which, by the way, I can't, I can't fault the other one. The other one gave success, but I know how I'm personally wired. So for he to be able to come in and sit on his hands and do nothing and grab the formula the way they did and win that thing, I think he's more of a beneficiary to the plan than he was an integral um, component of the plan. Well, I mean, you're describing the same guy who went to a Super Bowl with a completely different team just a few years before. Well, not in, not in a head coaching position, but I'm following you, yeah. Oh, he was the head coach of the Rams when they lost the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Like, that was, that was still his team. That was still oh, understood. his I see game what you're plan. Like, okay, I see he's what you're done saying. it with that team. He did it with the F your picks team. And I thought they would suck for a decade after making the moves that they did. Yeah. And here they are about to sneak into the playoffs again and make some noise again. I think it's wildly impressive. And if you need an exclamation point on Sean McVay, whether he's a dude or not, whether he's that guy or not, whether he's a winner or not, look at his wife. Yeah, good point. Yes. Well, we need to make sure we touch base off air about a story I know. In 2017, <laughs> okay. uh, 11 and 5 in 2017, 13 and 3 in 2018, 9 and 7 in 2019, 10 and 6 in 2020. 12 and 5 was the Super Bowl year in 2021. Mm-hmm. And then last year was that real booty year. That was yeah. that 5 and 12. You and I had wrote, well, specifically I had wrote them off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he is, he's, he's been the guy to make it happen. Do I think it would not have happened if, oh, who's another name that could have done it at that time? You know, this sucks to say out loud, but maybe Gruden. You know, maybe is there somebody you could have put there that would have gave um, the same result? I think a lot of guys. Are there guys that would have gave worse result? 100%. Yes, yeah. there is. But what about guys that would have gave better result? Strong possibility as well. I, th- I think he's, he's a good cog in that gear. I just, I don't, I wouldn't want him for my next one. That's me. Um, but also, I don't love the Rams, you know, so that slows me down. Yeah, I know. You got a bitter taste in your mouth always for the Rams, so you're going to see the glass half full no matter what. Right. But I'm impressed by the dude, what he's done. I mean, even after his Super Bowl, the win, not the loss, he was, like, thinking about retiring. He wasn't even 40 yet. Yeah. He's like, what else am I going to do? I mean, the love of the game, blah, 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 sucked him back into it. And luckily for Rams fans, they've rebounded already after just one bad year. I think it's wildly impressive what he's doing out there. Do you think there's also like a weird, it kind of messed up the league, and maybe I'm talking about the quarterback play we're seeing today, where it's like guys that would not have normally got jobs so early in their careers. Your uh, What's the old boy's name? Matt LaFleur. Yeah. Uh, Zach Taylor got a shot. Well, I guess Mike McDaniel's the exception. because yeah. so those, everyone you're naming were Cliff all Kingsbury. friends. Cliff, Cliff they all Kingsbury. worked for the, the same organization at once. That's what I'm saying. All these McVay, guys. McDaniel. Kevin uh, O'Connell. Taylor O'Connell. Yeah. But outside of McDaniel, I don't want any of these guys. If I can't get McDaniel, I, I want McVay. He would be my probably my second choice. Anyone in the NFL, probably second or third choice. Obviously, Mike McDaniel for his offensive mind and his just genuine, innate hilarity. Yeah. That I love so much. Same. It's crazy because of how familiar you and I are with football programs to see how well he's received in the locker room and the culture of an NFL building. He's not that guy. Because he's not that guy. Because they're so accustomed. And maybe the times are changing. You know, maybe athlete 
is more open to this now. Maybe front office is more open to this now. Maybe um, uh, old hat coaches are more open to this now. Yeah. But you could not, when I was working in St. Louis covering the Rams, you could not go into their practice facility in Earth City without it just being the most meat-heady, like, like awful culture. Every truck in the parking lot was an oversized mm-hmm. F-150. Probably like, 350. Probably 350. Yeah. Russell like, Wilson-sized trucks. Correct. Yeah. Like where it was, you knew everyone you interacted with from player to staff to support staff, they were all the same, yeah. quote-unquote, good old boys. Sure. And Mike McDaniel, not that not dude. Not that. The, the good old boy culture in the NFL, not, obviously not talking about ownership groups, Yeah, that kind of culture is slowly dying off because you know what I'm talking about here. The culture yeah. is the most prominent. Correct. And it's the one that's going to rise to the top. And part of, like, the culture is, you know, they're used to that raw, raw stuff. They've been dealing with it their whole life. Yeah. But another part of the culture is game ne- recognize game. Real recognize real. Yeah. And you see a guy who's genuine, like Mike McDaniel, everyone in that locker room knows he's the real deal. Yeah. And he has cool shoes. It it doesn't matter that he's like a a literal dork who has good taste in shoes and sweatsuits. They can get past that part. They can get past, like, the geekiness. They can get past the glasses. They can get past the nerd talk and say, like, oh, he's like a real guy and he's genuine. He doesn't need to break a chalkboard. He doesn't need to throw a football up yeah. to the top of the bleachers. Jam his index finger when he's stabbing himself in the chest saying, heart, heart, heart. Yeah, doesn't need to do that. Because I've seen that yeah. stuff. Hey, maybe that's the new voice, too. You know, maybe, like, old head Fred over here is like, oh, it's been done in a certain way for a long time. And Bill Belichick, also all of his coaches have washed out. Sure. You know, also... He's so old and been doing it so long, eventually everyone's coaches wash out. It's yeah. just weird that he's still coaching while it's mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, there's a um, there's an interesting dynamic to the people at the top of these organizations because Sean McVay, I don't think, is received the same way as Mike McDaniel. But for all I know, maybe it, it's it's it is the same, but it's of a like on a on a spectrum of appreciation. You know, maybe maybe he is more of a locker room guy. Maybe he is a hits the weight room with the players type of guy and has those connections. I've never seen him. I've only met him one time. I I just don't – he doesn't stand out as unique for me from some of the minds. Also, unfair sample size. I know I'm running along on this. Unfair sample size because when I was in St. Louis, like Mike Martz's and Dick mm-hmm. Vermeil's and these guys that were like legitimate revolutionaries of like offensive approach and scheme, and I'm just like, oh, another drop in the hat. Yeah. Like. Which isn't fair. No, it's not fair. It's not fair. The game has changed multiple times since then. Yeah. That's why it's so crazy seeing the Dolphins this year with their greatest show on turf 2.0 lighting up everyone except for a couple freak L's because the game is so wildly different. The defenses are so different. Yeah. How you run an offense is so different. But here they are again putting up freak numbers with freak athletes. Like you don't need back to the original the coaching aspect. You don't need a rah-rah guy. It helps. I know some guys need to be yelled at to get pumped. Yeah. But I respect that Mike McDaniel's coming in with the mindset of we have the best players, we're most prepared, and we just got to go out and do it. I don't have to yell at you to motivate you. You know we're already here. You know we're already the best. Let's just go execute. Uh, From the live chat, friend of the show, Joel says, all these new coaches are raised by Madden. 
that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Because at least from the time I've been watching the game, and I guess I really became a quote-unquote fan of the NFL in 95. I was just a kid. But, I mean, there was – I can specifically tell you, like, West Coast offense to, like, isolate. And also, if you want to go back to, like, a little bit, like, wing T and Jets, and yeah. you're talking about, like, there's there's been all these evolutions. And the one that I get the very least, which has been so popular recently, is the zone blocking stuff. Like, I don't, I don't care for it. Mm-hmm. I also don't super care for everyone in the shotgun. I feel like it really limits your your running game. I feel like it really limits what you can do between the hashes of the field. But the Rams are scoring 30 points a game. There's a lot of teams scoring yeah. less than 20 points a game. Sure. But, I mean, the Dolphins all season and the Rams recently are the exceptions, not the rule. Yeah. Scoring is down. Right. Touchdowns are down. High yardage games are down. Team scoring over 30 is down. Offense is down league-wide this year, except for a couple – Really good examples, the L.A. Rams being one of them. Yeah, and then also the powerhouse Las Vegas Raiders putting up 63. Let's okay. go. That's that's what we call an outlier. <laughs> <laughs> We're stepping away so we can come back. A lot of friends of the show are here now, so that's, that's kind of cool. nice. I like that a lot. It's two men on live from Sadie's. Don't forget, Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football right here on The Sports Animal. No, no, the boys are in under the tag. So many friends of the show here. Yeah, this is fun. What's going on? No in-laws, though. No in-laws. Not one to be found. <laughs> Gilbert Sanchez running us today? He better. Yeah, he said he'll be here 445. Well, that's right around the corner. These Sadie's bits we do with him get the weirdest reception. Sure. <laughs> also, I know it's a radio bit. The your in-laws are the worst. I know it's a stand-up comedian bit. Uh-huh. Dog, this is real. It's also real. Like, you don't get it because, like, you've never been married because of the only person to ever really love you is me. Mm. But, like, it sucks. It just sucks so bad. He's funny because he's true. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff St. Louis producing the program. Jeff, you ever had to deal with in-laws? Uh, yes. Uh, as, uh, as part of somebody that moved to New Mexico and got married here, um, yeah, that just kind of comes with the territory. It's the worst, right? Just say it's the worst on air. No, yeah, right. They listen to sports <laughs> so radio, so I'm, I'm going to just tell you how much I love these people. Love that. We, me and Jeff had a brief talk about it yesterday, and I'm assuming they're just fantastic because I know how lovely Jeff St. Yeah, Louis just is, the nicest. and there is no way he would attract a bunch of D-bags. So Wonderful. Nice. And you know if you get with somebody in New Mexico – you get with that entire family. So, yes. Sure. Yeah. I love them all. There is a weird seclusion the to New Mexico where they think, like, the only influences they can have in their life are their family units. That's it. Like, they very much think that. Yeah. It's like, here, I'll just give you an example. Hey, you know what I really want to do? I want to buy a house. Okay. Super exciting. Should you call a mortgage broker? Should you call your credit union? Should you call a real estate agent? No, no, I'm just going to ask my mom for advice. Yeah, no, my, oh, okay. My Uncle Steve's a barber. Yeah. Yeah, he's, let me run I'm this sorry, past my cousin. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not a, not a realtor? No, no, he's, he's, like, a, he's a barber. No, but he, he rents yeah. a commercial space. Yeah, he, he's an he'll, expert. He'll know. Yeah. Hey, hey, he can help me. Van, is it true that the transmission fell out of your car and the only way to really handle this properly is from a certified mechanic? Is that true that happened? Because we could go talk to my uncle. My <laughs> uncle's a postman. Yes. Yeah. 
He walks past so many cars yeah. every day. He delivers mail to multiple body shops. Why did you call Amco? Yeah. You know you should have called us. You know? <laughs> also, sweet Amco reference. Yeah. Wait, well done. Yeah, they're not in the mix anymore. Triple A, honk, honk. There you go. Legendary jingle. Oh, so yeah. you know Carrot Top wrote it? No. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, he gets residual. No, I made all that up. Okay. Oh, good job. That <laughs> was good. For a second. We, were, we were on the hook, too. That seems like something he would do. It was very believable. That's so funny. If you're going to name a person. Yeah, it's a good like, one. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, top. Carrot Top. That's right. That was, uh, he, I, he does a bit. The whole reason I did that bit, he does a bit where he says, yeah, I wrote the Mylanta jingle. <laughs> and then people are like, that's wild. He's like, yeah, I just get checks. I don't even think about it or whatever. And he, he'll go on this whole, like, diatribe of Mylanta where he just does the thing or whatever. And he's like, no, none of that's real. <laughs> and you're just like, oh. Carrot Top, you're so very funny. Also very funny is Florida State University. FSU said, we're quitting you, AECC, because you didn't go to bat for your boys and get us into the college football playoffs. And, Van, we're talking about a precedent here that I'm excited to see. FSU? More like FU. A-C-C. S-A-C-C. There we go. That's what it is. Use. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, that's that thing right now, right? Where it's. They're not wrong. They're not wrong, dude. If they would have been in the Big Ten or or SEC or the Tupac this year, they would have been in the playoff. You're not going to deny them. But since they're in the ACC, and apparently anybody who plays in the ACC is just hot garbage, even though they beat SEC teams. Basketball, Van. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. The ACC's got a seat at the table of figuring this thing out. And what they didn't do was go to bat. Yeah, yeah, what they said was, oh, we get it. Um, Maybe just, I don't know, guys, get us in the future. That's what it felt like. And that's not going to set you up for success. The ACC has a seat at the table, but it's at the kitty table. Yeah. Because no one takes them seriously. Because if they did, FSU would be in the playoffs. It's not unprecedented for a, a team's quarterback to go down and keep winning. Well, now it's you, happened to national champions. Correct. Yeah. It's happened to professional championships. Can I tell you about the Washington Redskins? Like, it's happened to professional championships. Can I tell you about the Baltimore Ravens? There's so many. Tom Fitzgerald Brady. Yes. Jeff Hostetler won a Super Bowl. That's how this thing works. It works this way. And also you're going to end up with a, if everyone does give up on their conference that they're currently in, which, by the way, I'm not telling you I hate. Right. You only have three options. Big 10, SEC, Big 12. Those are your only three options. These three conferences are going to end up with 20 teams apiece. Yeah. How do you schedule that? They're going to be 20-ish teams apiece for a couple years, and then it's just going to be the big 64, whatever you want to call it. There's going to be somewhere between 50 and 64 teams that are going to be the big dogs that whose games actually count, and those are the only ones that we'll consider. Then they'll be the have-nots who don't get to make it to the 64. And I'm sure every few years there'll be some kind of uh, relegation promotion mm-hmm. kind of schedule. But whoever is in a power move right now to get into the SEC, to get into uh, the Big Ten, and then pluck whoever else they want 
from the Big 12 and of the ACC, you have to get in now or you're going to get left out in the future. And I think it's a, I mean, obviously a recency bias, but FSU is the best current example of this. If they're in the SEC, they would be in 100%. Yeah. I don't know how far off we are. Hey, what I'm about to say is like super out of proportion. And if you cut this off by itself and make a quote out of me, I will look like an idiot okay, after do I it. say this. Okay, go. With the way talking it, to you, Jeff St. Louis. NIL. Yeah. <laughs> with the way NIL and college football is currently going, am I going to be surprised if there's a live conference that comes in? And buys up all the best ones. Why not? And gets the best TV deal. Why not? I'm not surprised. That is not a dumb thing to say. Because that's exactly what's going to happen in the future. Is there's going to be the Amazon conference. Yeah. That plays the Nike conference. And then you got the guys down here. Like, okay. Whatever the remnants of Conference USA in the Mountain West. And the West Coast Conference or whatever. The guys who don't make it to the big team. They're. They're on the the Coles conference, yeah. and then they get to play the Arby's conference or whatever. They're not going to have, like, the big, big dogs, but it's going to be the exact same thing. What What is that old saying, man, where it's like um, the first step in getting to the moon is getting out of bed, but after that it gets a lot more difficult? Sure. Like, that's what FSU is doing right here. Yeah. FSU is like, okay, we want we want more recognition. We want more clout. We want more opportunity based off our performance by the way i love all these things from a labor perspective yeah them leaving the acc won't be hard them establishing a foothold in a new conference where to to garner the relevancy that they want also do these does florida state go undefeated in the sec or the big 10 or the big 12 they don't they won't not often i mean this year the acc was just as strong as the sec but that's just a one-off I mean, I think when the perception of Florida State not going to make it is like perception alone for the name of the conference. If they were in the SEC, just the name the SEC. The ACC beat the SEC in head-to-head games this year. Had a better record. Doesn't mean they're a top-to-bottom better conference. It does not mean they're a top to Yeah, I agree with that. It it is so hard to go undefeated in college football. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you were saying earlier with the 64, and it would be a logistical nightmare. There's no way to do it. I recognize scheduling. I recognize so many things involving flyovers, and, and I get all this mm-hmm. stuff. If there was just one big A 64-game tournament, I would be the happiest boy on all of the earth where at the very end of it there's just but one team undefeated. And that team has won the chip. And I know you can't do it. I recognize every single obstacle in the way of doing that specific thing. But gosh, it would be cool. It would be the coolest thing to watch. The round of 64 upsets, like who, like the most famous upset, I think, in college football history is that weird Michigan-Appalachian State sure. one. If you get that, yeah. oh, my gosh. Just loving it. But it'll never happen because... I want it too bad. I don't think it would work out logistically. No. But it would be sweet. I mean, uh, the college football playoff is just going to keep expanding. It gets 12 next year. It'll yeah. be 16 a few years from that. Then it'll be 24 or whatever they want it to be until it becomes too many games. 
New Mexico State played 15 games this year. They looked tired in that last one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we, we spent eight months talking about the four months that is college football, and then we want to enjoy the four months that is college football. But what do we end up with? We end up with, and you're talking about it with this expansion, and you're talking about it with uh, extra monies, and you're talking about it with TV deals, where the four months that we used to love is now watered down, ruined even, by massive amounts of media money, because that's what this committee issue is. That's what this ACC, or excuse me, SEC, ESPN, bowl game, everything action is. It's not based off the game. Yeah. It's based off the dollars. For sure. Yeah, obviously ESPN has a vested interest in any media organization that has business dealings with that conference, of course they're going to represent their business interests stronger than somebody who's objective, who's in the middle, yeah. who doesn't have any skin in the game. Like ESPN said we have no SEC bias uh, during the whole Florida State thing, and then like days later had an SEC 2024 schedule release party. Like, come on, man. You can't say one thing and then do the exact opposite 48 hours later. Hey, what this does mean, though, is Florida State now, they gone. This is welcome to the party, SMU. Mm-hmm. Like, this is your thing now. Yeah. Like, you can just show up and be the best one. And there have been some good ones. But even you can't keep the good. Duke had the best quarterback allegedly going. Mm-hmm. He gone. He left. North Carolina will never be a powerhouse. Clemson, every so often, will have a good season. You're like, that was cool. You're not going to get in there, Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to get in there, Donovan McNabb. Those things aren't going to happen. Virginia Tech, for some reason, has never really come back to life after Michael Vick, Marcus Vick. They've never really come back to life. Georgia Tech has to eventually change their offense one day. I don't know when they'll do it. Sure. They have to eventually. And then you end up with what? NC State, Louisville, and SMU? Are those your three? Cool. Vanderbilt will literally never be good. They're not in that. I'm thinking Wake Forest. But, yeah, yeah, same colors. They'll never be good. Wake Forest will never be good at football. When you say never be good, you're talking Final Four National Championship good, like in the mix uh-huh. every year good. I'm talking two wins in the conference. Oh, okay. No, that can happen. It's happened. It has maybe happened, and I can't tell you when. You just got to have them benefactors, baby. <laughs> them alumni. It's all got to come fork together over. for you. You got to fork over some money. They're leaving, though, man. I mean, and I don't know. I don't know where the money comes from this. Like, is the university leaving? Does the booster supply it? How it works for the football team? But you just as the football team don't just get to live the ACC. They all go. Like, every sport goes. Well, I mean, bigger picture stuff. This is obviously all college football driven. Yeah. College basketball, you know, it's it's number one here in Albuquerque. It's number one in a lot of other college towns. And they do move the meter regionally. But for national money, this is all college football. Yeah. What I'm worried about and what I'm concerned about is in the future, all of these college football programs are going to be 100% independent. Mm -hmm. They're going to have their own commissioner. They're going to have their own president. Like the college football team is going to be ran separate from all the other athletics. And all the other athletics are going to fall to the wayside. We're going to lose swimming. We're going to lose tennis. A bunch of universities are going to have to make a decision. Uh, how are we going to trickle down this football money? And we don't have a really good chance. Well, as much as I hate all these things you just described, which is the possible loss of sport, yeah. which is 
the loss of maybe competitiveness, which is one sport leading the way for all these things. The commercialization of the games, the NIL, the NFL style, free agency, etc. I guess I don't super hate trading it all for this for this conference drama. Uh-huh. Like this conference drama tastes so mwah sure. to me. Like I, I love seeing these old timey alummy weirdos going out and saying, you wronged a bunch of kids we've never bet and only have an association with them because they sat in the same classroom we sat in 50 years ago. Because right. people do have allegiance like that. They do. Uh, ba- like I said, basketball pushes the meter in a lot of places. I'll give you one example. Okay. And it's obviously a one-off example. Michigan basketball, very popular. For a while there, it was number one. Yep. Culturally relevant. Very. Their basketball, the capacity at home, 13,000. Okay? 13,751. You about to tell me about the big okay? house? That's 13,000. Yep. Okay? What do they get, 15 home games? Tracks. Okay? That is one game. They probably get 19. That's one game and one half. And if we go by 19, yeah. that's two home games for Michigan. Yeah. The tickets are more expensive. There's, there's more sponsorships. It's not even close the kind of money it generates. Crazy. It's a crazy. College like, football is one, two, and three. Yeah. And then basketball's four. College football. You're, yeah. yeah. It might even be bigger. Mm-hmm. It might even be bigger. And that's why it leads the way in all the ways. Lobos had a big win last night. Gilbert Sanchez is joining us today. Yeah, is that right? he is. So Gilbert's going to join us to talk a little bit about Sadie's and what's going on at the holiday. I'm going to tell you this. They're closed on Monday, man. I know that. Oh, that's know that great. That's so get your tamales before Monday. Yeah, get, yeah. you can get them in bulk. We might have the pricing right this time. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Not me. Big win last night for the Lobos at home. They beat UC Irvine. It was close early. Mm-hmm. It was close early. Boys ended up pulling away. Uh, heck of a game by Jalen House. He's a world of talent. Donovan Ditt still bringing heat. Um, Nelly Jr., Joseph. There's just there's a lot of boys on this team that can play mm-hmm. very good basketball. So anyway, so good one last night. I watched on the Mountain West Network. I didn't get down to the pit. Um, looking good, though. I mean, they move. They run. They're athletic. They don't, look, they don't ever look tired, which is the thing I appreciate of the squad. Also, minutes are, are going all the way up and down from Patino, so I think he's doing a good job in non-conference. Obviously, the bench gets a little tighter once conference starts, but... But, yeah, I think you're seeing guys gel together and just a, a really good job by the men's Lobos basketball team of, of going out there and, um, well, winning all the games they're supposed to win, 11-1 right now. So not so bad. When we get back, more from Sadie's. Don't forget, we're off air at 530 as we hand it off to pregame for Thursday night's football. Speaking of, Monday, Thursday, Sunday night broadcast right here on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Gilbert Sanchez is here. Yay. Let's go. Oh, Good awesome. evening. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> what is that from? I don't know. I just laughed. Was it a I think I was movie? T- Tiny Tim, maybe. I don't know. Mr. Hanky? There we go. Mr. Hanky? Is he still around? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> I think you're thinking of Towley. That was more of a Towley pitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gilbert says, yeah, baby. All right. Whenever Gilbert Sanchez comes on the program, <laughs> hey, make guys. sure to bring an extra towel. 
we tried to buy a bunch of Christmas gifts from the Sadie's gift shop whenever we came in. Um, but you guys have sold everything. It's all gone. Is that true? Yeah, there's, it's completely wiped out. We've turned it into a seating area because there's an influx of customers. <laughs> <laughs> and so, no, there's plenty of stuff. There is I mean, lots yeah, of you restocked. Yeah. Restock. Right? Some ornaments. There's some hats I can see from here. Um, salsa, plenty of salsa. Yeah. Mm. Green chili ranch chips. Which are fantastic. You like the bag, right? The That's my thing. More than you hey. like the chip. That's my I like cartoon the, Sadie. Yeah. Slotties. She is an Slaps. 11 out of 10. She Correct. is. She Real really life is. or cartoon. Yeah, she makes Marge look, look soft. Yeah. Marge very high on yeah. my list <laughs> also. So, yeah, we got those. If you want to just take the bag home, um, you got to buy the chips too. But, you know. This is going to sound like crazy talk coming from me. Yes. The green chili ranch chips are so good, I don't like to dip them in anything flavorful. No, I just eat them dry. I just take eat them, dry. them like Just take yeah. them straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. The, so good. No, no salsa really needed, although it is a bonus. It's an added value when you dip them in salsa, but they are good by themselves. Yeah. Yes. Can we talk a little bit about the Sadie's drip real quick? Yeah. I mean. So you guys bring Donovan Denton board, and then he becomes the Sports Center play of the year. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if it went in that order. We'll go with that, though. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate Donovan because Donovan actually is the one who, uh, who reached out to us, and he's like, hey, I'd love to work with you guys again. So he ate nice. – t- tell yeah. me if this timeline is correct. He ate Sadie's here last Thursday. Then he played basketball last Friday. Is that the way it went? It was that the, is the way it went. It was exactly the way the it went. The number one play on Sports Center. That very day. Yes. So all of that is correct, what I just said. It is. You're right. You're right. I, I'm so out of it. I'm just hanging on for dear life here for the holidays. I'm, you guys work so, hard but, here, especially during the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, we tried to. But that is correct. The yeah. Sadie's drip. The Sadie's drip. So we, got, we got a shirt coming out for him maybe tomorrow. Is it called, like a, does it say Sadie's drip? It doesn't, but it should say that. You we messed up again. We messed I got up. it. I got a guy. He'll fix you it. You know a guy? I got a guy. Just put some duct tape over and just... No, like actual professional printing. Oh. Yeah. Well, what if I already have all the other ones printed? We can fix yeah, them. We, just have, we have to it. add to it. We're going to move the letters around. Does the shirt say Sadie's in any way? Uh, yes. Then we can add the word drip. It uh-huh. seems resolved. Boom. Yeah. All right. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Yeah, no, he's got the uh, Sadie. We should call it that. Let us... That's that is, uh, yeah, it's a good word. Yeah. Sadie's drip. Two all words. The, all the young athletes could out be there. one word. All the young athletes out there, you want to be on Sports Center? Yeah. Come eat Sadie's. Yeah, come eat Contact Sadie's. Contact us. Well, uh, I should just walk in and just walk and, in. Yeah, enjoy Sadie's. Start eating Sadie's. He was here on uh, Sunday as well. I think he oh. knew that. I didn't think of this. He knew that he got some Sadie's drip from his uh, Thursday visit or Wednesday. I forgot which one it was. But yes, it was before the NMSU game. And uh, yeah, he came back for uh, some more drip, if you will. I really like that. Yeah. Really like that a lot, and they got the win. They always get the win. They're ten eleven in a row. and one. They're, they're good. Eleven and eleven one. and one. Ten in a row. They're wild good. I can't wait till uh, Fort Collins. Right, we got Eastern New Mexico. Yeah, I. The These worst. are interesting ones. Yeah, you see a different lineup out there. Is does that one count? I don't. Yeah, I think it does. They they count. They're not exhibition. No, I don't okay. think it's an exhibition because they played two. Ex- oh, that's a good question. Because you only get two exhibitions. Yeah, I don't know why you would play an exhibition late December. When's the know? Eastern game? That's Friday. Next Friday, 29th. Next Friday, yeah. yeah. 
That will um, New Year's Eve, Eve, Eve. I might be able to get some minutes <laughs> at that game. Right? That's our year in review show, the 29th. Have we announced it on air yet? So we do our Just year did. in review show every year. Is the that last is correct. Where yeah. we do like our like our favorite memories of the year. Okay. Um, I think my favorite drip of the year, like Sadie's, is in the mix. I hope so. I, I hope we've made a, you know, burned something into your brain where... We take notes all year long on stupid topics. I always wonder what you guys are writing down here. I was just like, what do you guys write? You guys write a lot. We do write a lot during the show. There's and it's it's for this. It's for next week's... Year in review. Year in review. There's a, and there's a couple of them I don't think we've decided upon. But, like, I'll give you an example. Like, if I were to say, like, all right, boys, uh, obviously it was a tremendous year, except for one specific state. Which state had the worst year of all the states? Puerto Rico. Okay, not a state. That's exactly That's why. why. That's okay, why. I like that. Fresno. Yeah. Fresno State. Uh, San Diego. State. Oh. Yeah, well, well, okay, losing the was the national championship yeah, basketball that's game. Tough. That's a good one. That's tough. Fresno uh, won a big bowl game, so I would say not them. But the answer is Michigan, guys. It's Michigan. Michigan State is garbage. Mm-hmm. Detroit is garbage. Mm. The Pistons <laughs> haven't won a game in two months. Mostly like Michigan State and Piston-heavy stuff. Well, Everyone Mi- else is doing okay. Well, Michigan as well with the sign stealing and all these other. Have you heard of the Patriots and Astros? Uh, it's kind of it's pretty, it's pretty yeah. important. It's true. And, yeah. and Michigan is. Draymond Green. They're trying so hard for put, their fans. Put Draymond Green on the yeah. list. Draymond. Poor Draymond. Spartan. He's Michigan State guy, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Poor Draymond? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> his, victim, his victims as well. But, I mean, you're, I hope he gets. You're so good at choosing brands here at Sadie's, a brand within itself. You attached yourself to NIL and the Lobos, especially the legend. Donovan Denton. Yes, mm-hmm. the legend status. Please legend don't status. be pro Draymond here. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, I wish him. I, uh-huh. I pray for him every night. He killed a guy. Did he? His reputation. Uh, yeah, killed uh, a guy's okay. reputation. Uh, okay. Thank you. I was trying Joked to finish it. that sentence. The uh, you go- know who reputation he killed? No, who's Draymond Green? Yes. He killed. He, yeah. he did it to himself. Self inflicted. Self inflicted. It was pretty bad. It was pretty not, bad. Not was, the best. No. At what point do you become the like the guy that people just start cheering for because you're like, you know what? Like, man. Like the comeback. Like, you just yeah, you just have so much trouble. No one's ever cheered for Ron Artest. Like a Johnny Tapia, <laughs> maybe type deal, right? Where you know he's just a, it's a hardworking guy. Yeah. And then people just get behind him. No, do you think that happens for Draymond? It's a different story. Um, different type. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you just going to refer Issues? to him as Meta World Green from now on? Yeah, is that the plan? Yeah. <laughs> there are some guys who do have those stories. Like my, we were just talking about Mike McDaniels, who yeah. went through alcoholism yeah. and, and and had a real lull, and now yeah. no one, no one, because he's put in the work. He's the best in the of effort. all time. Also, Sadie should call him. Do you have his number? No. Okay. Not available. Well. To me. He book? just has a he has a regular guy look too, which is great. Yeah, yeah, he looks soft. just like a. Yeah. I saw a guy. I got a, a laptop from Best Buy. I saw a guy that worked on the Geek Squad look just like him. Same style. Yeah, yeah. He could be. He could yeah. work at Best Buy or he could be a head coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't know these days. He now. looks like the type of guy who struggles with like crosswalks. Like, he looks like the guy, like, presses the button, can't believe the light's not turning, presses it again even though you already pressed it. By the way, the light's going to turn anyways. 
the button is more of a it's more of a fallacy. It's more of just like this idea of control mm -hmm. yeah. that you don't actually have, similar to the close open door button on an elevator, and he would really break yeah. that energy down. How many times do you push the cross, like personally, the crosswalk button? Never, I would never touch something and everyone else You don't else touch touches. it. No. You let someone else do it for you. Also, <laughs> so I you just wait at the crosswalk? Even You're the only one there. You're going to wait till somebody comes and pushes the button no, for you? No, I know how traffic works. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't turn off. You're just going to go? I'm going to go when it's green. Okay. Also, right, depending okay. on what part of town, I probably already just walked across the street. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if me with my 20-20 vision can look down both ways and not see a car for miles, somebody sitting right here is not waiting for the light. Just going. That one is me. If last minute, tomorrow night or Saturday night or Sunday night, um, a family in the area ruins their dinner with the in-laws in town, do they need a reservation to bring a party of 10 down here? How see, does it work? You, you know, we like to make it fair for everybody. It's it's just a first-come, first-served okay. basis. You're going yeah. gonna to come in. You're going you're gonna to... Peruse is that the word? Peruse our retail area. Yes. Maybe buy a shirt or two. Maybe yes. a tortilla blanket, a snuggie. A tortilla snuggie. A tortilla high snuggie. On my list. Uh, I think we only got one left, but I mean, okay, it's number one. one. The end of the day. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, no, you can come in, do that, uh, eat a little chips and salsa, wait patiently for a table. Shouldn't be too long. We're, we uh, we got most all these rooms open. The staff's ready to go, and uh, yeah, no, um, when. Crisis one, an in-law, yes. an in-law, you hate ruins. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's no, no. That's did I say that? You, they're probably listening. <laughs> My brother-in-law is probably very much listening well, right now. Yeah. Oh, you said nice things about your brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah that's no, write the that one. down. Yeah. yeah, he's not the others. Yeah, the other ones. Yeah. No, they're all great. They're all great. I think there's 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 numerous types of in-laws, and I mean mm -hmm. that's what makes the holidays the best because you just have a variety of them. How many times a year do you see them? Uh, it'll be twice in a week because I saw my brother, brother-in-law at the uh, the Lobo game last night. So that Max, was good. You saw him accidentally. You Accident ran into him. I yeah. So once the answer is yeah, once. Yeah, the answer is once. That isn't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanksgiving and Christmas, so twice. Oh, twice. Yeah, yeah, okay. the hol major holidays. I Fourth see of th July. There's a couple yeah. people I see multiple times a year, at, like Silver Street Market. That doesn't count. Yeah. Like, we just we just happened to have the same work schedule. It wasn't planned. So you're saying planned. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, I'd say a couple times a year. Okay. okay. But they're good. You know. Seems heavy. You, the mother-in-law cooks tremendously. Tamales. Just made tamales with her. Okay. Uh, yeah, this past weekend. So that was amazing. So she provides the food. So that's good. Well, you also, got a mother-in-law that can cook. You're an expert in the tamale field. I mean, she brought you. She exploited you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, no, she. Uh, there's. It's so funny. I didn't realize how many different types of tamale makings people have. I mean, they're from they're from uh, Belen, Los Lunas area. Mm. Completely different than what I'm used to growing up. Yeah, and yeah. non-existent where I grew up. Yeah. So there's. It's true. Yeah. There's that version. So Only it, hot tamales. Yeah, it's, which you know, are the most overrated yeah. candy of all time. It's the um, seasonal laborer of Mike and Ike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to get Mike and Ike's tomorrow when we go to see Iron Claw Band after the show. When you and I go together to see Iron Claw. Unpaid advertisement, but I'm a Sour Patch Kid guy. Yeah. At the movies? Reese's Pieces. Only at the movies do I do Sour Patch. I do licorice. I, I pictured you a Good else. and Plenty fan, Fred. No, I don't mess with Good and Plenty. There's a lot going on there. Hey. I, don't, I can't be distracted by my candy. Uh. Gilbert, last thing before we go is what? 
come on down. Bring the family yeah. down. Uh, next week is one of the funnest weeks here at Sadie's. We sure. just get to have tons of families coming in. You get to watch, you know, just anguish on their faces because they're spending an extra day with, with the in-laws, and yeah. it's just the best. So I want, I want to see that. I want to watch that. Bring the family in. Let me, let me, uh, let me watch that um, and enjoy it. So, yeah, come on down. We got plenty of, uh, plenty of food, plenty of tamales, margaritas, all of it. Gilbert Sanchez, thank you so much. Whenever we get back, we wrap up the program with our Thursday Night Football prediction. It's two men on live from Sadie's on 4th. Don't forget the 95.9 FM and AM 610 is home on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday Night Football right here on The Sports Animal. All right, Van, we got to pick a winner tonight. The Rams are playing the Saints. Who you got, my man? Uh, I got the Rams, and I got the Rams pretty easily yeah. as well. I think they're just a better team top to bottom uh, than the Saints are. They're at home. They got the momentum. They've been just, you know, whipping everyone's ass the last four weeks. Let's be brutally honest. And uh, as opposed to our previous conversation, I do believe in Matthew Stafford. I do believe in Sean McVay. And I love there's like very few people I love rooting for in the NFL than the young rookie wide receiver, uh, Nuki Lapuki. Rams are favored by four on the road. The over-under is 46. I want to say I'm comfortable taking the Rams on the road, but... They're at home. Or excuse me, at it's home. It's at SoFi. I, and I knew that. I don't know why I'm mispronouncing that. But the thing to me is home is not the traditional three-point advantage that it's been for sure. many years ago and i think they should be favored by more which means i think vegas knows a little something uh-huh give me the saints in the upset as as i think this this ship has to come back to earth you're talking about money line upset that money the saint, line upset. The saints yep. win straight up yep. they don't just win with the points correct okay um i'm not crazy about that pick i i can see like a any given sunday any, any given thursday kind of mentality here but I think the Rams are just better top to bottom. They're healthier. They've been, they're the hotter team. I think they're really on to something. I think the Rams are becoming more and more dangerous. And I got, they got just a rookie running back and yep. then a rookie wide receiver. And these kids are absolute studs. And I don't know if that's all Sean McVay or they just hit the absolute lottery taking these players late in the draft. We're on other sides of the line, Van. Whenever we get back, we wrap up the program. The boys are live from Sadie's. Don't forget, Monday, Thursday, and Sunday Night Football right here on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. What a good show today, Van. Flew by, baby. I was so fired up earlier. I'm ready for a margarita. Ooh, let's do that right here let's at Sadie's. Go. Jeff will have one in uh, spirit for you. Well, one. well, they are spirits. Tequila, uh, tequila is a yes, spirit. And the holiday yeah. spirit. It's uh, like a too. double. It's like Woo. a double. I will have a double. Thank you. Jeff, thank you. Thank you, guys. Man, good job today. Oh, thanks, buddy. Final words? Hey, get out there. Go to go to 66 Diner. Get some gift certificates. Yep. ABQ Axe, Sadie's, Howie's. Uh, the Duke's team store is open later just for you, friend of the show. Open, open through Sunday. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Budokai. Hey, 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 hey,